we're back with a Q and A roulette, but we're doing it different because we've got Phoebe here, who is a bona fide full time YouTube creator, um, and we have Fred, of course, but you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> but still doing, you know, me and Fred answering questions and spinning the roulette wheel. Obviously, we want to hear what Phoebe's got to say, so I'm going to sort of spin the wheel as I like to do. I'll ask the question. I'll direct it to Phoebe or Fred or both, and we'll get a creator's hot take, and we'll get Fred, who is a uh, expert in all things online content and YouTube. <laughs> yeah, let's get a question and you and save me from this car wreck of an introduction. All right, spin that Q and A roulette wheel. All right, all right. Here we go. First question. I have a couple of great ideas for a YouTube channel, but they're different, very different. What should I do? With different topics, I'm guessing, and different types of areas. Phoebe, I'm going to throw you into oh the hot God. seat to answer that one. I've got... <laughs> I'm so nervous. I don't want to get what it wrong. What should you do? You should immediately there's no, panic there's no, there's no wrong. and call Fred. Is what I would do. That's my life approach. Um, do you know what? I think my instinct would be to sit down and see if I could bring those two weird ideas together to make one really crazy idea. I don't know. Sometimes it feels like things are totally, totally different, but I would probably do some research into it and go, okay, well, how different are those things? And is there some way they could actually be combined to be a really awesome niche? Is there a, if you're interested in both of them, it probably means other people are interested in both of them. So my, that would be my first instinct. And then my second instinct would be to just start two channels. <laughs> <laughs> Hot. Fred, did Double you want to jump in on that? Yeah, well, that, that that is, firstly, you know, it's quite common, especially if you're a new creator and you have a couple of different ideas. Um, you know, foundationally, I would definitely have different ideas for different channels, right? You don't want to mix it up. It's not like TV where you're trying to get a massively broad audience. YouTube is about being specific and really tapping into passions or areas people love. Um, so, yeah, I would do them as separate channels. That said, if you are new to YouTube, yeah. I would definitely not recommend <laughs> yeah. setting up multiple channels when you start. Um, you may have multiple ideas, and the best way to do that is to put them on different channels. Don't do that from an operational point of view because it's too much work. Yeah. Making one YouTube channel work um, by itself is hard enough. So I would definitely not recommend starting with a couple. So yeah. start with one, pick the best idea you have, stick to that lane, and try and make it as good as you can, make it uh, as consistent as possible. And I think that would be a good way to start. Nice. I was super excited with our, you know, sort of new format with this show, with this episode. Like, I didn't explain where we get these questions from. We get these questions from, like, we run creative development events all over the world, a lot of the time in collaboration with YouTube. So we get these questions from that. But we also get them from our Discord community. So it's the Creator Generation Discord. So you can smash that like link don't smash the like <laughs> hit the link and join us and you can ask your questions we answer them in there and other creators and like phoebe and other experts do jump in and answer the questions but we do cherry pick them we add them onto the roulette wheel like we are here and we spin them up and we answer them um speaking of which i'll stop blabbing away and spin the wheel and see where it lands all right Ooh. phoebe i'm going to throw to you on this one again to start off with just because it's fun to see you squirm, but it's a good question um, that I think you can definitely answer. Well, I know you can definitely answer really well, like all the other questions we've got, but should I listen to everything my audience says? Not everything your audience says is going to be nice. <laughs> so definitely not. <laughs> Sometimes they're going to be really mean. Um, I think I think it's a 
it's a very delicate balance because I know myself sometimes I just get very single-minded and I think I know everything and I think I know what the right thing is to do and it can be really good to listen to your audience and go um they keep asking this kind of question so I'll build that into my next video or they keep asking me to do more of this so I'll I'll build that into the next episode um so I I think there's definitely opportunities to learn but I think you've got to find the balance and learn to listen to your intuition your gut instinct and back yourself if you really know that something is right dig in and and back yourself and see where it takes you but yeah there's benefits both ways have you ever sort of made anything or done something because that there was a, a lot of audience uh, asking for it and it just didn't do what you thought it would do? <laughs> oh, I think there have been a few episodes where people have, have kind of said, oh, we want to see more of this or we want to see more of that. Um, and I put more of that in there and then nobody really acknowledges that I did it and I feel really awkward. I'm like, did I imagine that in my head? Did you say you actually wanted to see that? Um, so I, I, I take the rejection hard. I'm not cool with it. It's real awkward for me. So now I just kind of like, like build some stuff in, but I don't go too much out in the limb anymore. <laughs> that makes sense. Fred, did you, what, you... We've rounded that out pretty well, but... Anything you've seen creators do that you yeah I they, they probably shouldn't have done, but just because there was like a audience was asking for it. <laughs> yeah, sometimes the issue with audiences asking is it's the loudest voices asking, but they're not not necessarily the right voices, right? So um, you could see a couple of people in comments saying, "Oh, I really want this," and you're like, "Oh, wow, three or four people said that, so it must be you know representative of what everyone actually wants," and that's yeah. not the case. And a lot of creators do that and like Phoebe said it just doesn't get the results so look at the end of the day you need to ask your audience but don't get that as the sole source of data don't look at that in isolation look at other things to back that up like what does your analytics say you know do a survey use a community tab for example mm-hmm. and put the survey out to more people and ask ask questions and then marry all those sources up and try and see if there's commonality there try and see if there's a pattern there and I think that's a that's a better way to do it but because like the comment section is such a, mm-hmm. a vocal section and why, like, like Phoebe mentioned, when you know, creators see comments, especially if they're hard hitting, they take it to heart mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, I've got to work on this, right? It's a very emotional reaction. It can result in, well, doing what they say, but it's not what you actually want to do for the channel. It doesn't work as well as you think. Mm-hmm. So, yep, I would look at the um, comments look at them with a grain of salt, don't look at them in isolation um, and try and see other sources of information such as, you know, surveys and your analytics to see what people really want. It's good advice. I like it. All right, let's spin up another question. All right. Okay. I'm just going to throw this one out to either of you guys to fight for it. Uh, What do I need in the intro of my videos? I like this. It's a loaded... Oh, Fred, you go first. That is a good question and (laughs) it's... Yeah, it's one of these ones I've been thinking about more and more as I, you know, we analyze more channels, you realize that most people have introductions that need to be improved. Like you just look at the retention introductions, they they drop off. I mean, look, that is for a number of reasons, you know, as people are sort of deciding whether or not they want to watch um, the video. But, you know, if you do capture their attention straight away, it does make a big difference. So generally speaking, an introduction needs to be tweaked to capture as many people as possible. Um, and usually the best way to do that is to deliver on the value proposition of the video straight away. So if you say, hey, this video is about A, B, and C, then show them in that first 10 seconds that it's about A, B, and C, and this is the awesome experience they're going to get from watching the video. And if you can convince them then, they're more likely to stay rather than 
a lot of creators will start by a really long word introduction or they'll put you know like a little uh like an like an intro from like tv show with like graphics and stuff it looks like people will just skip past that or just ignore it or go to the next video right get to the point of it tell people what they're about to experience make that first 10 seconds really count mm. um and i reckon that's a, a good good place to start mm-hmm. what do you guys do on your videos phoebe what's your intro um, philosophy well this is a great time for this question to come up because we made a change to our intros. I'm not sure when, maybe in the past few months. Um, and it's been a really positive change. So I had had it in my mind from watching informational YouTube videos that I should tell people right up front in our intro what we offer them um, long term. So what our channel will offer them long term. And what that meant was our intro was way too long. It was just taking up too much time. People weren't interested in it. So we've really cut it down. And now it, we say the same thing every time, which I know people like that routine of it. Our regular video, um, regular viewers like hearing that same thing. And we just say, I say, hey, it's Phoebe with Matt behind the camera. You know who we are. Um, and today we're in South Africa and we're going on safari. And it's that simple. And like Fred said, you know, people have come to our channel because they know we're a travel channel. They've searched for South African safari. There's the video. They've got that confirmation in those opening few seconds. That's what they're going to see. And then from that little quick intro, we cut straight into a montage of all the highlights of the video. So they know there's lots of good stuff to come. And we found that's worked really, really well. That's awesome. So, so before you nice. were doing more of like, hey, we're Phoebe and Matt. This is our channel. This is what we're about. This is why, like, what we're yeah. doing on a bigger picture sort of thing, right? Like, Do you want to hear an old intro versus a new one? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes, <laughs> okay, yes. Okay, so the old intro was like, um, it was something like, um, hey, it's Phoebe with Matt behind the camera. And on this channel, we share with you all our experience and tips to help you travel well. And today we are in South Africa, located near the Kruger National Park, because we are doing a five-day safari and it's going to be amazing. And this is who we're doing it with. So it was quite lengthy. And now we have that, hey, it's Phoebe with Matt behind the camera. And today we're in safari on South Africa. No, we're in, we're in, in South Africa on safari. That's it. <laughs> so a lot quicker. <laughs> That's awesome. And then you have a visual after that. Straight right? into a montage, hard-hitting montage. Um, and then we come back to me. It's the same format every time for every video. We come back to me and then we just give them a little bit of information because that's what our audience come to us for. So give them a little bit of context of where we are and then we just jump straight into like a we, – we try to start with a really big activity, something really grabbing. And that's, nice. and like what sort of impact just broadly are you seeing? Because this is fascinating. Like, like you know, yeah. lifting the hood on the <laughs> – the little grey box YouTube channel. <laughs> this is great. Just better audience retention for sure. You know, you just people awesome. watch for longer. They're more engaged, and they see those moments in that montage that Matt puts together, and they go, "Oh, I want to get to that bit." So they keep on watching, and I think also personally, I think it looks a lot more professional. It's a lot more confident and concise. I think people find it a lot more reliable, and they're more likely to keep watching. It's less of like a rambling, incoherent soundscape. Badass. I love it. All right. <laughs> keeping keeping things moving then. Let's spin the wheel. Hit the next one. All right. Um, here it comes. Ooh. Okay. When should I delete a video from my channel? <laughs> I'll go with you, Phoebe. Have you ever have you done that? Like, have you deleted a video from your channel because <laughs> either it was badly performing or cringe? 
Okay. <laughs> I delete them for the cringe factor. All the time I do it. Um, I just get to a point and it's just, I get embarrassed and Fred will probably tell you not to delete things, but I, um, I get so embarrassed and I just think that's not who I am anymore and that's not representative of what we offer. So I worry if you came to my channel and you landed on it and it was that version of me from whatever six years ago and I didn't know what I was doing that's not what you can expect from my channel so I want to take it down and part of that is ego and part of it is accurately representing my channel <laughs> Fred is that okay is that right yeah well, that, <laughs> well I guess it depends what, what it is, right is very, uh, subjective. and it, it's Phoebe and Matt's <laughs> empire too so they can do whatever, whatever they like with it yeah, it is. That's right. Look, as, as from a brand point of view, if you want to represent your brand in a particular way and you don't think that represents it properly, then I understand why you do that. From a, a, an, an audience point of view, that could be problematic because, um, you know, every YouTube video or any video generally on nearly all these platforms builds a relationship with the client, uh, with, the, with the viewer, um, which is not just, oh, the you know, viewers love that, but there's a data relationship, right? So when you delete those videos, they could delete that data or that information that YouTube connects with you and your audience. So I'd be careful when I delete videos, um, especially if a delete video is done like, you know, well, um, but you still don't like it and you want to delete it, that can cause issues, um, it affects your stats. Um, generally speaking, unless it's something really horrific, mm -hmm. I would leave them. A lot of creators like seeing the journey you came on, like where you started to, to where you are now. It's part of what makes YouTube special. You know, people can think, hey, I can do that. I can start from there and get to where you are. Um, where do you see things like TV and, and film and that kind of thing? And it, it's always this sort of the, the, the actors, the actor, they're always there. They're always, you know, looking good. You want, but YouTube is that personal connection. You show that journey. So that's why I, I would leave it. But yeah, you are, you are also potentially deleting data points uh, for the algorithms to try and serve your content better. Mm. Whoops. <laughs> Does that change your mind, Phoebe? No. <laughs> no. This is my ugly mug up there. If I look really bad, go. I'm like, why was I doing my hair like that? It's my face, man. I It's got to come down. <laughs> Can't argue with that. That's fair enough, right? It's your it's your empire. You do what you do you. Like, it's, yes. at the end of the day, that's exactly. the awesome thing about this, right? Like, you don't have to do yeah, what Fred totally said told you to do. Nope. You do not have um, to do that. I think we've got one, cool. one more question to spin up i think uh so let's do that we do we do Ooh, all right tiktok let's talk tiktok how do you bring people over from tiktok um i'm guessing we're not bringing people over from tiktok for like a party or anything like that boom dad joke <laughs> um let's I, i'm pretty sure that was in the context of youtube like how do you bring people over from tiktok to youtube and can you i will just share my very base level experience, which is that I have very minimal experience. Um, I have only just started kind of getting into the TikTok space, which is as a participant, I've been a viewer, long time viewer, first time participant in TikTok. Um, <laughs> I just found it a bit overwhelming, I'll be honest, because when we're out and we're shooting these videos, it takes a lot of my energy and focus to make sure we get everything we need to get when we're out there. I don't often have time to go, oh, well, I also need to get these photos and I need to make a Insta story and I have to do a YouTube story and I have to do a TikTok. It's too much. <laughs> but um, on our last trip to South Africa, I found a better balance just kind of playing around with it. So I've been kind of taking just simple videos on my phone and 
putting those on TikTok and making them different to what you see on different platforms, making sure that that content on TikTok is unique. And really for me, it's been about experimenting and just seeing what connects with people. Um, and from there, kind of encouraging people and saying, oh, if you liked this little moment, then you know you can see more of that on YouTube. My TikTok audience is like a couple of hundred. It's very small. So I don't know how well I'm converting people, but I'm trying and it's a start. <laughs> it's good to know. Fred, how do we take people from... TikTok to YouTube, can you? Yeah, please tell me. Well, there are a couple of things to that. Firstly, it's there's an element of what we call friction. When you think about a user's journey and getting them, you want them to do something, um, every time you put an obstacle in their way, we call it friction, right? So moving from one platform to another platform is a big element of friction. So that's, in the first instance, is, is something you've got to consider. So if people are in for a, a really good journey, they're enjoying the TikTok experience, and typically with TikTok, it's a very sticky feed, and you're watching lots of videos one after the other. To get them out of that is is quite difficult, right? So I would always look at what they're actually doing. If they're there and they're trying to enjoy TikTok, then let them do mm-hmm. that. What you want to do is, over time, build up a a reputation or an impression with the kind of content you have. So they're so interested in your content that eventually they look and say, oh, what else are you doing? And the content you have on TikTok is uh, representative in a segment sense of what you have on, on YouTube for longer form because TikTok videos are very different to longer form YouTube videos. So once they get used to you, they're really enjoying your content and they're really interested in what you're mm-hmm. doing, you can then you know have a link back to your YouTube channel if that, that audience will want to get back. And in those videos as well on, on TikTok, you can also mention, hey, mm-hmm. I've got a YouTube video or a longer version of this, or you can put that up in the, as an annotation, whatever you'd like. So after time, people will, will do that. I would be surprised if they do it straight away unless they, it was a banger of a video and you, they've really caught their attention. Um, but generally speaking, think about the way in which people are viewing on the platform. Then after a time, what would it take to convert that over to the other platform? And... You won't get, you know, massive amounts of people, but you will start to, 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 to build them over the people who are really invested. And I guess that's the kind yeah. of viewer you probably want anyway. Yeah. Cool. Now, it can be done. You just got to work at it. And... <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it is funny, though, because often, um, and I saw this just the other day, like there's some awesome creators on, on YouTube and what they create on TikTok is, is, is sort of different. Um, and there's been this creator I've been trying to get my wife to look at for a while, and I've been talking about him for a while, and I didn't think she was really listening to me, but um, then she showed me this video on TikTok. And, oh, look at this awesome video. And she showed it to me. And I'm like, that is the person I've been trying to show you for the last couple of weeks. And she goes, oh, they look so different. I'm like, yeah, well, it's a, he's created content in a different sense, but, you know, still in line, but it was different, yeah. created in a different way for TikTok. Yeah. So you are sometimes getting those two different viewing experiences. Um, so just keep that in mind. Super interesting. All right, that's it for this week's Q&A roulette, Phoebe, Fred. It was fun. Uh, if you want your questions asked and answered, come hang out with us on the Creator Generation Discord. Till next time. Thanks, team. Peace. Thank you. Bye. Create a generation. We're on the mic.